Wednesday, right? Uh, and uh, we are live here. It's been a busy week. I have been just, wow, busy all over the place with stuff to do. Never a dull moment. Never a dull time. Uh, never. Somebody asked me a question. I, I laugh. They like, my dad will ask me sometimes like, oh, well, what? What are you doing? Or, or what do you got to do today? You, you got something you got to do? I'm like, I'm like, I always have something I have to do. Like, I'm never at a time where I'm just sitting there like, oh, I don't have anything to do. I'm so bored. Like, I, I don't have time to be bored, which is a good thing. I thank God for it. I have no time to be bored. So anyway, I only uh, I, I've got work to do. I've got plenty to do. Right. So. And uh, we believe, Carl, that you could sing that high. We believe that. But about 20, 30 years ago or so, I went through puberty, and I can't do it. So <laughs> ah, that was funny. Anyway, all right. <laughs> all right. I hope you're all doing well. There's fi- <laughs> There's 56 of you. 59. Never mind. It's going up. 60. And uh, we are live here. And uh, wow, I've been working on everything for this trip for Canada and and for that whole tour. So, um, I'm going to give you a snapshot of what's going on. As of right now, what I what I got nailed down here this week, okay? Today, actually. All right? So today, by the grace of God here, we got nailed down that I'll be preaching in a church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That'll be on a Sunday. I'll be preaching there. I think probably both, both messages, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. We'll see. I'll be preaching there. I'll be going out street preaching the Saturday before that. Okay. So Saturday. So here's the deal. The 16th, I'm going to leave Minnesota. We're going to leave Minnesota. Thursday, the 16th. I'm going to drive seven hours that day. And we're going to somewhere on the other side of Illinois. I don't know. I think. I'll get, I'll probably get a, a Chicago pan style pizza somewhere over there. Giordano's, Lumonati, something like that. Anyway, so that'll be the 17th. I'll wake up at the 17th and I'm going to drive. That's a Friday and I'm going to drive straight to Toronto. Friday, straight to Toronto. So then I'm going to stay some, we're going to stay in Toronto there Friday night. And I'm going to try to, so I have all of Saturday, all of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday morning, which will be like the 21st of May, I think, probably somewhere around the 21st or 22nd. I'm going, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave Thursday morning or, you know, Thursday around noon or something like that. 
I'm going to leave and head for Pennsylvania Thursday. Okay? So Thursday night, we'll get to Pennsylvania. We'll have Friday there. We'll have Saturday there. We'll have Sunday there. And then Monday, like around noon, I need to take off and I got to head for, I've got to head for New England. It's about a six and a half hour drive to Boston. So I got to head to Boston from there. And then I'm going to spend Tuesday in Boston, Wednesday in Rhode Island. And then we're going to get up in the morning on Thursday and drive home. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Three days to get home because it's 20 hours. Okay. So. You pray for us that the Lord will provide for all those things. The uh, Canada part is provided for. Praise the Lord. Um from Pastor Jeffrey's church, which I'm very grateful. In Pennsylvania, we'll see about where we're going to stay at. I might have to get an Airbnb. But in Pennsylvania, I am going to be, by the grace of God, teaching some of their men to street preach. I'm going to go out with them to street preach. So we're going to preach on the streets. I'm going to preach in their church. And I'm going to interview them on Baptist persecution that they went through Overseas, in Russia. Also, some German Baptists as well. I'll be interviewing them. And, as a bonus, as a bonus, we're going to go to the Hershey plant. Yeah. In Hershey, Pennsylvania. We're going to go to the Hershey plant. So, Fabian, are you go- I got two questions for you. Are you going to meet up with us? Are you going to come Sunday? Or are you going to come Saturday as well to the preaching and going to uh, street preach and hold a scripture sign? That's what I want to know, Fabian. That's the real Damon. Damon. We're reaching out to you, Damon. Damon. Can you hear Damon? Damon. Don't ignore me, Damon. Okay, so anyway. All right, I like chocolate. Well, I eat your lunch. Maybe you could meet us there. We'll be up. We'll be in Pennsylvania. Yep. Saturday and Sunday. Absolutely. I'm going to be preaching in a Russian Baptist church. <laughs> An unregistered Russian Baptist church. Comrade. <laughs> no, his name is Damon. Not demon. It's Damon. It's Damon. 
Get it straight, Winters. That's really not your name. We know. All right, Fabio. So you better be there, man. Look, I don't want to hear any excuses. You got three months to fix it. I eat your lunch. Don't be giving me any garbage. You got three months. Three months. Okay. Right. So, anyway, hopefully, Lord willing, we'll be able to all meet up, all right? And uh, if anybody else is in that area and wants to meet up and, and come to that church on Sunday, you're more than welcome to. Right. We will be there. So I'm not sure where I'm staying yet. We're going to get that figured out. Um, one of the brothers mentioned there that he might be buying a house, and I could probably use that if that's po that might be possible. But I, I'm not going to split my family up, and I'm not really going to go to, like, I don't really like staying with people that much. There's, like, 12 people with me, so it's better that I'm in a... I like my privacy. I'll put it that way. So. Right. So anyway, here we go. Let's pray about that. And you pray about the Lord providing for all those things. Uh, and I'm looking forward. Remember. We're recording a ton of stuff in Canada. We'll be preaching live in Canada. You'll see it all live. But the behind-the-scenes stuff is going to be the recording that I do with Pastor Jeffrey and, and those things. Dealing with some Jewish things. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his testimony, some Jewish things, but also the persecution that he's been through in preaching the Word of God there and what's going on in Canada. Okay. But, um, oh, the two dates for May, let's see, let me get them for you. Got to find my handy dandy calendar here. Hang on. There it is. Okay, May. That will be, even there, even there, I'm taking off from there on Thursday. That will be in Pennsylvania will be, I will be there the 24th, 25th, 26th, and I will leave the 27th. Yep. So that's May right there. That's when I'll be in Pennsylvania. I might even go see some Amish stuff while I'm there, too. German Baptists, Amish, Mennonites, all those things, right? But in Canada, I'm going to be recording a lot of that, and I'm going to deal with freedom of speech, liberty issues, preachers getting out and preaching, 
And that's why I'm leaving Pennsylvania. I could stay there, believe me, and sightsee and... Aw, oh, Fabian! I can't believe that, man! That stinks! But, so I'm going to go back up to New England. That's the reason to go back up there. I know it's kind of a, a roundabout way, but there's some things that I want to cover while I'm there. So that's why we're doing that. So, Oh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I thought you meant Lancaster, Florida. Or I mean, Lancaster, California. I'm like, oh, man. You're going to be in Lancaster, California? I I, I, mis, I misunderstood. Remember, I'm not a local. I'm not from there. I have no clue where anything, anything's at. Okay. Awesome. I'm looking forward to meeting you, my friend. I'll just grab you and give you a big bear hug when I see you. All right? I could literally fit Carl in my baggage to get across the border. I mean, actually, he can come in. Mary can't. I wish I could get Mary in there. All right. Right next to Candy Bar Land. So, anyway, if you'd like to give towards that, here's how. You can go to oldpassbaptistchurch.org. Click on the donate button and uh, PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. Our PayPal address is salvationpreacher at gmail.com. Okay? So, anyway, praise the Lord. Oh, and Grandma and Grandpa's passports came in. So, Grandma and Grandpa are all set. We have all of our paperwork. All of our paperwork. It's all in. Okay. All the paperwork is in. And uh, the passports are there, so we're good to go. Amen. So anyway, if you want to, you know how to give, you could do that. And uh, we'll let you know about all that fun stuff. So, also, it takes me like a half an hour to update everybody and everything. I, I guess it means that we're really busy doing a lot of stuff. But I like to keep this in your remembrance because it's easy to forget. Pray for me. I'm going to be Saturday. I'm going to be working on the Coliseum. I'm going to try to finish the bulk of it up. Okay. The bulk of the, not the Colosseum itself, you know, the, 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 the actual documentary itself, but all of my portion of it, all my study portion to fill it all in so Andrew can get ready um, so Andrew can get ready to uh, do what he needs to do, okay? Uh, and put it all together. 
All right. So we are we're going to be working on that this weekend. So you cuz I want to produce that. I want that out by April. Before we leave and I want to feature it on the side on Sermon Audio. And um put it on YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. It'll be everywhere. But so Right, five days is 150 bucks on Sermon Audio to do the uh, the uh, you know featuring on there. So I I would like to do that when it's time. There, look forward to. We got to get it finished first. I'll first show it to the church, and we'll watch it together as a church, and then you know we'll go from there. But, so you pray about that. Uh, pray that, that I can get most of that done. I'm, I'm pretty much, I just got to put it together about how I'm going to finish it up. So, you pray about that. I'd like to get that finished. I'm looking forward to doing that producer. I mean, I still got a ton of work to do. Um, not on that so much as like, I mean, I have stuff on the Vatican I want to do. Stuff for the Waldenzies I want to do. All that stuff from our trip. England. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, anyway. Lots of stuff. But we'll see. Uh... Canada, it definitely, that's going to be kind of an urgent thing when I get back to Canada or when I get done from Canada because I'm gonna, we're going to be working on that project right away. Well, we have a lot of preaching to do. In our free time, whatever that is, we'll be working on that. Working on that. Lots of stuff. All right. So I hope you're as excited as I am. Because I am super excited about all of this. I am pumped up about Canada, Pennsylvania, New England, the Coliseum, all the preaching, all the projects, everything to put together. Lots of good stuff to keep us busy and to help us get the gospel out there to a lost and dying world. Oh, and the other day, the other day I had a great meeting with a man brother Lee and I met with a man and and brother Lee's been witnessing to him for a while and you know I witnessed to him for a couple hours he's going to meet with us again next month and you pray for this man just pray for him his name is Sam and pray that the Lord would save his soul and uh had a great great meeting with him and and uh talking with him Okay. It was uh so pray for him to be saved, all right? Now. Now after all the introductions and all of the things that are going on that I'm updating you with, hope you're not ready to like shut me off here. Uh but it is important that we, you know, understand all these things that are going on, right? 
and that I keep you aware of them and keep them in your remembrance so you're always praying for these things, right? That's important. Now we're going to talk about NAR. We're going to talk about the New Apostolic Reformation. False apostles. By the way, people get very excited when Republicans get into office. Christians get very excited. You know, they get they get super pumped up about uh about they get super pumped up about apostles are are about uh the government about in America when Republicans win the House or a seemingly conservative ally, right, wins the House. And they get really pumped up. Well, here's the problem. I don't even think that man's, I don't even believe that the Speaker of the House is a Christian. I believe he's a charismatic and I believe those are two different things. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that that he is a Christian. In fact, if he believes what the NAR teaches, which he's supporting, then he does not. He is not a Christian. Right? So, Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 9, 1, Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are ye not my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yea, doubtless I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. Paul was an apostle. Okay? It says, our, it says here, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that, miracles and gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Have all gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Okay. Now, Paul is going to deal with false apostles. They were in his time. They are in our time. Okay? Paul said in 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen, for such are false apostles. Deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. They are false apostles, deceitful workers. Paul says, truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience and signs and wonders 
and mighty deeds. These men don't have that. They're deceitful workers. Okay? Paul said, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And in fact, tonight I'm going to talk about uh, this verse, Ephesians 2.20. Lord willing, we're going to finish Ephesians chapter 2 tonight. Lord willing. We'll see. And then get into chapter 3. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We're going to talk about that tonight too. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. So, Revelation 2.2, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not. And has found them liars. They are found to be liars. They are not apostles. Paul warns us. John warns us in the Revelation that false apostles. Twenty through twenty-two, I'm gonna to try to get finished tonight. It's really one thought. If you look at Ephesians two, twenty through twenty-two, it's really one thought. It's the temple. That that the Christian, that the church is the temple of the living God. So it, it it's kind of one thought there. And that's why I, I kind of wanna push it ahead and get it finished. But we'll see. So, that's not a Stanley mug. That's a Yeti mug. Thank you very much. So, Paul warned us. John warned us. These liars are coming. And they're going to do it in our time. They're going to they're going to be those men. And that's who the nar are. Nar are. Nar. 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 <laughs> You're just jealous, Damon. You're just jealous. So, we're going to talk about these people. Now, this speaker of the house, they're all, they're all going nuts over this speaker, Mike Johnson. But he's, got, he's flying the NAR flag. See it? 
The newly elected Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has aligned himself with the nefarious unbiblical movement, the New Apostolic Reformation, according to a report in Rolling Stone. Now, it's interesting. I took that the article, an article from Rolling Stone. I saw it, and I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about today until last night, and I saw that article, and I was like, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. That's what they're doing. These people are antichrist, but they have enough of the counterfeit to make themselves look real to most people. Why? Because biblical Christianity has not been preached. People have been deceived by the masses. By he he produced this flag by Dutch Sheets, who's another nar ar. They're Christian. I'll say they're Christian pirates, right? She says has emerged as a quintessential example of a dangerous false teacher within the NAR movement. Appearing regularly with Steve Schultz. We're going to talk about him a little bit. Of Elijah List Ministries repeatedly. We're also going to talk about John Kahn. The Kahn artist. Right? The Kabbalah Khan. Kabbalah Khan. We are definitely going to talk about Kabbalah Khan. Okay. C. Peter Wagner is another loser. Sheets aggressively pushes for a radical transformation of church and society under the guise of apostolic and prophetic leadership. An appeal to heaven flag is depicted in the image comes from Sheets' book that bears the same name, the book and appeal to heaven. These are dominionist. The Kabbalah Khan. Yes, the Kabbalah Khan. Rabbi Kabbalah Khan. The flag symbolizes the theme of the book, which is a flawed pursuit of power, blending religious zeal with secular ambition and foistering movements and prophecies that conflict with the core tenets of biblical Christianity. Sheets' role in the NAR is not concerning but perilous as he actively distorts biblical teaching, leading unsuspecting believers astray. Sheets' efforts to shift the charismatic church towards an apostolic church reveal his deep entrenchment in the NAR's misguided agenda. He aligns himself with other controversial NAR leaders. It's a movement steeped in controversial and unbiblical doctrines. It poses a significant threat to the integrity of the Christian faith. 
They're always prophesying things. That don't happen, that never come to pass, or are twisted and so general that they literally make themselves look like they're real. Right? One of the most alarming aspects of the NAR is its claim to apostleship. Historical and biblical records such as those uh, from Clement of Rome. Uh, we all know there's no more apostles. They died out. Paul was one born out of due time. He was the last apostle to be called. The NAR preaches a gospel of the kingdom. So why does it matter if Johnson, the the Speaker of the House, has aligned himself with the NAR? Well, not because, as Rolling Stone complains, he holds stringent positions on abortion, thinks homosexuality is a lifestyle choice that should not be recognized under legal protections against discrimination or anything like that, or defends young earth creationism. These are actually good things. However, his alignment with NAR is... Matters because while promoting some of these good and right views, he misrepresents Christ, his bride, and misrepresents the gospel that we as the church are called to proclaim and defend. They're not real apostles. Okay? That's a problem. Now, this will give you a good understanding because some of the men that are mentioned in this article by Rolling Stones are in this, by Rolling Stone, are in this video. This is the Kundalini spirit of the NAR movement. Hey everybody, Sean here. And is a short comparison of what we see in the church today being credited to the Holy Spirit and the exact same manifestations in the occult. At the end, we'll look at some scriptures showing why this isn't the Holy Spirit. Now, this guy needs a King James Bible. He doesn't have one, but his video is good other than that. selalu ketawa untuk diri untuk orang lain ketawa untuk keluarga masyarakat dunia dan negara makanya apapun yang kita cari di dunia ini kita menjadi orang pintar menjadi orang kaya see this is the occult this is this is kundalini
Both doing the same thing. Many in the New Apostolic Reformation are referring to this as being drunk in the spirit. Okay, so we don't need to listen to this part of it, but you get the point, right? You get the point of what they're doing? They're doing the exact same thing. Why? It's the exact same spirit. That's why. This is the New Apostolic Reformation. This is what they do. Okay? This is what they teach. It's a spirit. Right? It is a spirit. I believe it is a spirit that possesses them. I agree with that. Right? It is a spirit. But it's not the Holy Spirit. It's a false spirit. Right?
For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, you might well bear with him. See, that's the spirit. That's the spirit that they receive. That is the spirit that they receive. Okay. Now the Berean research did an article on the new apostolic reformation. So who are these people? Believe me, I got a lot more video and everything else. But who are these people? Hang on one second. Who who are these people that are doing this? What is it? Well, they give a good article here about that. The New Apostolic Reformation, NAR, is a dominionist movement which asserts that God is restoring the lost offices of church governance, namely the offices and prophets and apostles. Leading figures in this seemingly loosely organized movement claim that these prophets and apostles alone have power and authority to execute God's plans and purposes on earth. They believe they are laying the foundation for a global church governed by them, a one world church. And by the way, remember these NAR people, they are connected to the Pope. Charismat- the Catholic Charismatic Renewal was started by the Pope and the CIA. All of them connected. All of them are connected. All of these nefarious groups are connected. We've seen the video of Kenneth Copeland at the Vatican, Benny Hinn at the Vatican, Paula White at the Vatican, running Donald Trump. The sexual, seductive spirit that lingers over Donald Trump, Paula White. That. That is that spirit that's over them. That's the connection these people all have to Rome. Same spirit. So while they act like, while the Pope acts like he doesn't like Donald Trump, he has his ambassadors that work for him that send messages. For Trump, Paula White, caught at the Vatican, fornicating with Benny Hinn, working for the Pope. Right? 
Now she's the president's pastor. Get it? All of it connected. So the when you say Christ, when you say Christianity, they don't mean what you mean. This is what they mean. And they have they're dominionist. And they want to take over the government and take over the world through the beast system. What are they doing? They are bringing on the beast. That's what they're doing. What is Mike Johnson doing? Bringing on the beast. What is the Speaker of the House doing? Bringing on the beast. They place a greater emphasis on dreams, visions, and extra-biblical revelations than they do on the Bible, claiming that their revealed teachings and reported experiences, their trips to heaven, their face-to-face conversations with Jesus, visit by... Remember? Ah, Jesse! Abraham, a big barrel-chested man. Abraham. Ah, Jesse! Right? Jesse went to heaven. Big old barrel-chested man. Abraham up there. Big old barrel-chested man. Everybody slapstick in heaven like Jesse. They're all working together. MacArthur had this to say about him. He said, the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, is like grape nuts. It's not grapes, and it's not nuts. It's like Christian science. It's not Christian, and it's not scientific. Well, the New Apostolic Reformation isn't new, and it isn't apostolic, and it isn't a reformation, but it is a rapidly expanding movement being generated by some of the same old trouble, troubling false teachers and false leaders that have been around in the charismania for decades, always dishonoring the Holy Spirit, always dishonoring the scriptures and always claiming miracles, signs, wonders, visions, and dreams. Right? That's what they do. Right? That's the movement. That's what they do. So, fast facts. Also known as dominionism, the third wave, the latter reign, kingdom now, Joel's army, manifest sons of God, charismatic renewal, charismania. Its founder was C. Peter Wagner, who claims that the church of the 21st century be ruled by apostles and prophets. Wagner has anointed himself NARS presiding apostle. They're also linked with the Kansas City prophets, the KC prophets. who brought grandiose claims that a new breed of super prophets were beginning to arrive on the planet, Earth, and who would change the world forever. Likewise, the word faith and Pentecostal movements, they are all connected. Teaching that the new apostles and prophets are be the government for the emerging new order church. Yep, they're bringing on the kingdom, baby.
That's what they're doing. Bringing on the kingdom. Claims there will be a reformation greater in scale than the Protestant Reformation. Claims the direct revelation from God, and many allege that Jesus and the angels visit them in person. Some of them declare that they have visited heaven many times and had conversations with Jesus, as well as the prophets and apostles. I'm not disappointed in Johnson. I knew it all along. Bunch of fakes. I ne- I always, 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 always look at them and I'm like, yep. They're phonies. They're fakes. Right? That's who they are. Bunch of fakes, bunch of liars, bunch of deceivers. Narzik, they claim direct revelation from God. They allege that they visit heaven and heaven visits them and they have all these angels come to them. And Nars' extensive mission outreach throughout the globe has caused the astonishing church growth that has happened in Africa, Asia, and Latin America. Denigration of the Bible and the scriptures alone experience oriented theology based in emotionalism steeped in mysticism. That's right. Steeped. They are steeped in mysticism. Right. Let's see here. That one. I'll keep reading this down. Well, apostles, Here are the six traits, beliefs, and some of the common lingo used by their adherents. Number one, apostles. They say, we're in a second apostolic age. There are new apostles and are on earth today, anointed by the laying on of hands to represent and speak for God here on earth. These super apostles are equal to the original apostles. The ones who witnessed Jesus' life, death, and resurrection were appointed by Christ himself to the office. Since these new apostles are commissioned by God, their authority may not be questioned. See, that's what they believe. Right? What they do. They believe that they're apostles. So House Speaker Mike Johnson and the two dozen members of Congress last week assembled at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. last week for the second annual National Gathering for Prayer and Repentance. The event was a chock-a-block. Now, this is from Rolling Stones that hates God, right? Rolling Stone that hates God. But that's irregardless. The, the, the message that they're giving is they're just reporting on, on, they hate God, of course, but they're reporting on what these people are teaching. It was a clarion call of Christian nationalist pastors for spiritual warfare with members of Congress beseeching fellow Christians to tie the hands of Satan and to, de- and to bind the demonic forces that are supposedly possessing America. I have a question for you. How in the world are they going to bind Satan? Satan is not bound 
until God puts a chain about him. And casts him down into a holding cell for a thousand years. Right? The National Gathering for Prayer and Repentance is the brainchild of Johnson, Speaker of the House, a religious zealot who is second in line for the presidency and who, as Rolling Stone has reported, is convinced that America is dark and depraved. Well, I agree with that. I'm convinced of the same thing. And deserves God's wrath. I agree with that too. The gathering is staged as a far-right counterweight to the National Prayer Breakfast, a long-standing ecumenical religious event, which also was also held in Washington last week. That gathering was attended by President Joe Biden, who offered a bland prayer that America should remember its character, honesty, decency, dignity, and respect. Yeah, right. So, who was at this event with Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House? This charismatic event. This NAR event. This dominionist event where these apostles meet and name it and claim it, grab it and stab it, and declare. This guy was. Ready? Pastor Che On. Yep, you betcha. Who's he friends with? Todd Bentley. Oh, you feel that change? You feel that change? It all started in the Holy Ghost. It all needs to end in the Holy Ghost. Oh, oh, power, bam, boom, bam, 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 bam. I wanted to get her all night. Lord, I pray that Che receive a double portion. Che, this is him right here, receiving a double portion, right? But back up, watch this. Bam, 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 bam. Boom, bam, 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 bam. I wanted to get her all night. And Lord, I pray that Che receive a double portion. It's the second time here, God. Let him take a double portion this time. A double portion anointing. Double portion anointing. Tell you, some of my revival friends are so hungry. This is the second time that Cheon's been here. It's coming a third. Telling you, maybe you've been here once already in the beginning of the outpouring, but it's hotter now. You need to come and be with us this summer. Telling you, book a vacation. Come to the revival. And what better place to have an outpouring than Florida? Beaches, Disneyland. Revival, great place for vacation. Uh, uh, what? You know, I think we're going to baptize us. Come on, how many of you are just crying out? We're not done yet. You're still hungry. You're still thirsty. You're still hungry and thirsty. Baptize us in the Holy Ghost. Baptize us in fire. He's, He's singing baptize us in fire. Jody Hammond, you don't want to go to one of those meetings. You don't want to go to their mess. They got too many devils there. That's like a devil's den. You do not want to go into one of those meetings. Those people are stinking possessed. 
Come on, we're gonna sing it here in just a moment. What's happening? This is Frank from Texas, 60% deaf in his ears. His ears pop tonight, he can hear. Lord, thank you for opening those ears. Let this anointing, boom, go all the way to Texas. Deaf ears are popping open, Jeff. Hey Todd, this is a cool miracle, bro. This is Linda, she was 30 months in her bed, spinal stenosis. Wait, 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 Listen to this. how many months bedridden? 30. Two weeks ago watching God TV, the power of God came through, hooked her up, she bounced up out of the bed, totally healed, and her husband had a growth on his body the other day, it come off, and now his neck got healed tonight from a stiff neck. Wait, you had a tumor or a growth. Sorry to not. The tumor fell off. He said the tumor fell off tonight. I'm like, where'd it go? Did it just walk away? Oh, the, yeah, fell off right back. The, the you had a growth fall off yeah, your body. On the ground. Time, yeah. Where'd it go? Pick it up. Let me see it. Growth fell off his body. Where is it? Pick it up. Let me see it. And you were bedridden for 30 months. Yes, sir. By and you got healed watching us on God TV. It was a botched surgery. No surgeon would operate. And I couldn't do anything for 30 months. I found you on TV and I cried. I found you on TV. I was sitting there and I found you on TV. You were talking about radical elephants. And I was just like, woo! I just couldn't help myself. I had to come and hear you. I had to let you touch me with your dirty, filthy hands and put more devils in me and deceive me more. The whole four hours. And in a month, I came out of bed. Come on, let's, we're going to sing right now. We started in the Holy Ghost saying, baptize us in the Holy Ghost. Who's still crying out? Now that the anointing is coming, it's been so awesome tonight. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, that's creepy enough. All right, here we go. Next creepy video. Here we go. You ready? This is this guy. Cheon, the prophetic wave. This is that pastor, Cheon. Okay, I know there's an apostolic anointing on your life. You've been around the world. Pastor, Harvest Rock Church, HIM, Apostolic Network. You've been through revival. But you come and you're here. I'd like you to share with us your experience. I want you to tell me about that wave, the prophetic sign. I, this anointing is here and I believe that we need to pay a price for something tonight. And I'll, I'll, I want you to begin to understand the magnitude of what we could be coming into. Todd, I'm just so... Honestly, I'm trying to think of the wrestler. Give me a sec. Oh, I know who that is. I know who Todd Bentley is. I found Todd Bentley on wrestling. He's Bam Bam Bigelow. That's right. Todd Bentley is Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, I got it. He is Bam Bam Bigelow. That's him. Look at the tattoos everywhere. Look at him. I was right.
And I got it before you, Fabian. So don't be front in, Fabian. Don't be front in. Before you, man. That. That's Todd Bentley. Okay, here you go. I'm going to fast forward this so you don't have to suffer all this, okay? Yes, I did. You're on a 10-second delay. Um, I'm just so humbled because of what you went through, all of us have gone through. When I think of John Arnott being rejected by his brothers in 1995, I remember I was kicked out of two movements, but it was all part of the preparation, the breaking for the anointing. And for you to share so candidly and with humility, I remember the late John Wimber said, don't trust a person who doesn't walk with a limp. We've been through it, all of us. But he's preparing us because he knows the glory. We can't handle the glory without the humility, without the brokenness. And he's prepared you for such a time as this. There's a Branham anointing on you. It's a double portion of it. The Lord is raising you up. I feel like I want to say that I must. There's a Branham anointing on you. You have a 10-second delay, Fabian. Quit lying. Decrease, you must increase. And I say that for all the revivalists. I say that with all my friends. God is raising up a company that with a double portion of the Voice of Healing revivalists that we saw. We haven't seen anything yet. This is just the beginning. And we were just last week, last week we were having a retreat based on a prophetic word that Bob Jones gave two years ago. He said, listen, bring the revivalists together. And so Heidi Baker got that word, shared it with John Arnaud, Bill Johnson with me. And so we gathered together. Bill said, I'll pay for it. Bill Johnson put us up at a five-star hotel in Kauai. We were yeah, five-star hotel in Kauai. Can you believe it? We're having the meeting right on the grass under the cover of the cabana because, you know, Randy was there. Randy Clark's fair skin. He didn't want to get burned up. And we were 100 yards, maybe I would say 200, 200 feet from the beach. You know, the interesting thing for people that might not know is Randy Clark yeah. got a touch of revival right. in 1993. Right. And there was a wave that he came got touched by Rodney. Rodney Howard Brown. Yeah, it's been this incredible change. Which had a great revival here in Lakeland. <laughs> That's right, it's full circle. And Rodney went to Toronto with John Arnott. That's right, it broke And it out. sparked the Toronto Blessing. Which you, your church in Pasadena came into that too. Exactly, went to Toronto, I received the impartation. John came in 1995 to Pasadena, said start protracted meetings. We started five nights for three and a half years. And we were given the ultimatum with the movement we were part of, we had to either shut it down or get out of the movement. I mean, you, John Arnott, <laughs> Randy Clark, Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson. I right. mean, you guys George are real generals of revival. So we were there, and we were just having two days of seeking God. Bob Jones, Bill Johnson calls Bob Jones. We try to call. Look at the long-haired hippie Fruit Loop in the background playing music, and this is revival. You can't even obey the scriptures and have men dress like men and cut your hair and be a man. Right? Right? They can't even do that. They can't even obey that simple command. Call you. Because we heard about the revival that was breaking out, and we couldn't get a hold of you. And so Bill Johnson called Bob Jones, and, and Bob Jones begins to prophesy, and he said, this is the third wave. The same thing you said last night. He said to us, he said, the first wave was Toronto. The second wave was Pensacola. Whoa, look at him jiggle. Stop jiggling like that. That ain't cool. Don't be jiggling like that. Hopey, you don't jiggle like that. You're not, you're not a bowl of jello. Stop that. The same thing you said last night. He said to us, he said, the first wave was Toronto. The second wave was Pensacola. And then he said, the third wave 
is Lakeland and it's going globally. And listen, this is what happened. The moment he said, this is the third wave, this is not an exaggeration. I'm facing the beach. We're on the grass. We're not even on the beach. We're on the grass. Now listen, now he's going to give you the signs and wonders of a false apostle. False lying signs and wonders. Here you go. Ready? All of a sudden, from nowhere, this huge wave, I'm talking about a huge wave, went all the way and hit us right at the feet where we were gathered together seeking God and it scared the daylights out of all of us. A literal wave. We're talking about one wave. It wasn't a you know a series of, or sets of waves. It was such a prophetic act, a sign from God when he said, this is a third wave. This wave came out. Ask any of us. And we just, just said, God, this is you. And then you got a on a supernatural plane. confirmation, a physical confirmation of what's happening spiritually. And then you got on a plane. You got I said, busy. I'm going there. I said, guys, I don't know. You guys, I'm canceling my meeting. I'm going there. I got on the first flight. I am so hungry, Todd. <laughs> oh. 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 I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you, I'm so hungry, Todd, right now. I could eat a cheeseburger. Well, if you're hungry, eat some food, man. I got on the first flight. I am so hungry, Todd. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm telling you, Wendy Alec, co-founder of God TV, sent me a prophecy. Yeah. And I, I posted this on my website. If you've not been onto my website, you've got to read the word of the Lord. It's, it's awesome. And it has to do with how this anointing is going to go all the way back out to California. Yeah. You I'm telling come, you. You got to come to California. I'm telling you. And, and you're here. And, and David Tomlin That's from, right, David. from Pasatina, one of our associates. And I know that this is prophetic. That God is going to send this mighty wave. I want everyone to prophesy with me here in Lakeland that this mighty wave right. is going all the way out to California. <laughs> Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh! And we want to release Whoa. that mighty Holy Whoa. Ghost. What happened? Oh! And we want to release Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh! And Whoa. we want to release here in Lakeland that this mighty wave right. is going all the way out to California. <laughs> Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh! Oh, what happened? Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh, oh what happened? Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh, oh here he goes. That mighty Holy Ghost. It, send it all over the world. The wave is moving. The wave is moving. The wave is, come on, catch the wave. Catch the wave in Canada. Catch it in Canada. Catch it in Australia. Catch it in England. Catch it in Asia. Catch it in Europe. Catch it all over the world. I seriously cannot believe anybody is this stupid. Like, like really. Like, I know he got hit with a Neutner, right? He got hit with a Neutner right there. That was a straight-up Neutner shot. That was the Neutner cheap shot right there. That was the Neutner from way downtown. Let me tell you what happened right there. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Let me tell you what happened there, okay? He just got hit. He just got hit by Bam Bam Bigelow. That's what happened. Like he was standing around there and bam! Bam Bam Bigelow just nailed him off the top rope. Nailed him, smacked him right upside that. Just dropped an elbow right, right. Just, he just got him right in the guts right there, right? That's what that was. I mean, I saw it. <laughs> and, and you're here, and, and David Tomberlin from, right, from Pasatina, one of our associates. And I know that this is prophetic, that God is going to send this mighty wave. I want everyone to prophesy with me here in Lakeland that this mighty wave right, right. is going all the way out to California, <laughs> Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh! And we went all the way out to California, Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh! And we went all the way out to California, Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh! And we want to release that mighty holy God. Oh, okay. <laughs>
Okay. Um. All right. Let's move along here. Okay. <laughs> it ain't every day that you get hit. You get hit by Bam Bam Bigelow. Man. Highway boy, coast to coast. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to move on now. I am seriously. Oh, um, okay. Let me take a drink here of my coffee. Oh, Hey, I don't know about you, but this ain't no, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Justin Peter? This ain't no Justin Peters rebuke of charismania. I'm not like this. Good afternoon, Saints. I'm here to tell you about why these charismatic bad people. And I mean, he's a great guy, and I I mean I sort of he needs a Bible, but but <laughs> this is this nobody nobody has as much fun with charismatics as I do. I mean, nobody. Do you know anybody that has as much fun with charismatics as I do? I mean, I literally have hundreds of shows on charismatics, man. Coast to coast. <laughs> and we want to release that mighty holy go- Highway boy. Coast to coast. <laughs> and we want to release out to California. Highway boy. Coast to coast. <laughs> and we want to release that mighty holy go- <laughs> Nobody has as much fun as I do. Nobody. All right. Um, okay. People are like, I feel sorry for you. You must be miserable. Are you kidding me? I have, I have so much fun. Are you kidding me? Miserable. I have a ton. I have loads of fun. Right? So this is that pastor. So this is who's praying over. This is who's praying over your speaker of the house. This is who he's meeting up with and has Dutch sheets flag outside. Right? Pastor Cheon, he was there. Cheon, he was there for the far right Christian nationalists who spoke at the Stop the Steal protests seeking to keep the 2020 election loser Donald Trump in office a day before the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. Wait, you mean, you think Pastor Cheon, you think he came along and he got the crowd all stoked up the day before with devils so they would so they would tear the place down, you think? Coast to coast. <laughs> Going all the way out to California. Highway 40. Coast to coast. <laughs> and we want to release that night. Oh, oh, stop. All right. Oh. Is anybody still listening? (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Oh, okay. Here we go. So. So, uh, on is a, 
is a religion is a leader of the new apostolic reformation an ascendant power-based religious movement that calls on christians to take dominion over the nations of the world in order to hasten the return of jesus in his call for repentance on lamented we have abdicated our responsibility to occupy till we come until you come listen to occupy until he comes doesn't mean take over the government Rule the government with a beast system and do this. Highway 40, coast to coast. And we want to release that mighty board Highway 40, coast to coast. And we want to release that out to California. Highway 40, coast to coast. And we want to release. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> okay, let's just switch this one more time. Way out to California, Highway 40, coast to coast. And we want to release. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's just so stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get back to serious. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, I am. I'm trying. It's just I can't believe I. Oh. I I can't, I just can't believe. Listen, listen. I I can't believe that guy. I can't believe that guy is with the Speaker of the House. He's literally with the Speaker of the House. What what are we a carnival? What are we a clown show here? What is going on? This guy is praying at the Capitol. He's having meetings with the Speaker of the House. Oh, out to California, Highway 40, coast to coast, and we want to roll the way out to California, Highway 40, coast to coast, and we want to release out to California, Highway 40, coast to coast, and we want to release. Okay, all right. Um, I can't believe it. I'm shocked. Okay, so that guy was there. AG4C, yo, I'm doing good. Oh, Jody, did I make you mad? Did you? Are you leaving because you were mad because I made fun of the charismatic guy? Now you're all done. Oh. Jody hath forsaken me, having having loved this. Let's see. Here we go. Here's Dutch. Taking it back. Okay, this is this is uh Dutch Sheets. He's gonna take back the White House and he's gonna take back uh 
uh, everything else. This is this guy right here, okay? he's He works with Che, that other pastor. He works with Bentley, and he's working with all of the... He's the brains of the operation. Well, sort of, if you, if they have any brains, which I doubt. But anyway. Back to the Constitution, the way it's supposed to be, the way it was made, the way things are supposed to operate. Now, you listen, you can heal a man in a moment. You can come with the wind in a moment, when you, but when you start reconstituting a nation, when you start... Do you see what he's saying? He's going to reconstitute the nation. Do you understand it? He's going to reconstitute the nation. He's going to use the New Apostolic Reformation to reconstitute the nation. In essence, basically, this he's going to have this happen. All the way out to California, Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh! Going all the way out to California, Highway 40, coast to coast. Oh! And we want to release that. Oh. Okay, that's what he's gonna do. All right, that's big things are happening. Reconstituting stuff. Re, no emphasis on reconstituting. All right, rewriting laws. When you start changing education, when you start changing the media, when you start taking back things that you gave away for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, that can't happen in the moment because you're dealing with the will of people. You're dealing with the minds of men. You're dealing with laws. You're dealing with judges. You're dealing with Congress. And so God says, I'm bringing all this together now. I'm bringing all of these three things together. The right time and the blowing of the breath again and the recon. Okay, so on a serious note, what are, what are my thoughts about this? Remember when I told you that they're going to use um, all this Marxism and all this perverted stuff and on this other stuff that they're using, right? And they're going to use it. And they're going to take all that Marxism and all those other things. And they're going to use it to push in a hard right movement. Right? So, that's what they're doing right now. They're going to push a hard right movement. And he's going to help. Constituting of a nation again. And I want to say to you, America is going to be reconstituted back to the purposes of God. The wind is about to blow. You hearing me? The wind is about to blow. It is the right time. There is a convergence coming of the right time and the opportune time for the wind of God and the reconstituting of a nation, you are going to see a divine convergence of these things. And it will be glorious to see. It doesn't happen overnight. The wind will come before the full reconstituting comes. The wind is coming quickly. The breeze has already... What in the world are you even talking about? They're always talking about this. The wind is coming. The tide is coming. The air is coming. This is all happening. 
There's going to be a glorious revival that's going to be so crazy. You've never seen a revival like this. We're going to win. We're going to do so much winning. We're going to win. You're going to get tired of winning. We're going to win, 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 and we're going to keep winning, and you're going to be tired of winning. That's what we're going to do. They're just a bag of wind, a bag of gas. He started the blow. It's why they wait in line to get to the tent, to get saved. Who's waiting in line at the tent to get saved? Can you point me there? Where? Show me where they're waiting in line to get saved. Show me where that revival is or that awakening is where they're waiting in line. Was it last week when I was preaching out on the streets and they attacked us, broke our amp? They steal our signs. They break our equipment when we preach the gospel to them. Where is this at? Because the wind is already blowing. The wind of the miraculous is starting to blow. But I'm going to tell you, there's a deeper thing than that that's happening as well. There is a deep working in the soul of this nation where God says, I'm going to rewrite into the DNA of America that which I constituted her to be. I'm going to rewrite into her D- in the DNA of America? And nothing is going to stop me. Woo! Come on! Woo! Come on! Come on! Come on! Yeah! What are we doing? We don't know. Why are we doing this? We have no clue. America! America! Trump! America! America! Oh, man, I made them all mad. They all left. Did you see that? Got up to 119, and they all took off on us. That's all. That's all right. Okay. So watch this. Another guy that was showed up in this... At this event with the Speaker of the House, another NAR leader who got his noitin from false prophet Benny Hinn. Wicked man, pervert, sleeping with Paula White, Benny Hinn, at the Vatican, who is now the prophetic fornicating mentor to the newly apostated. Greg Locke, who is now a part of the new NAR movement, the new Apostolic Reformation, hanging out with Benny, dressing like a Fruit Loop, right? Working for the Pope. Here you go, Lou Angle. But this is, in many ways, the call was born out of a dream I had with Benny Hinn. Look at how Bill looks at him. Look at how Bill Johnson looks at him. Bill Johnson always looks like he's constipated to me. Born out of a dream I had with Benny Hinn. I'm starting to rock. So the call was began, began in many ways, with a, a dream of Benny Hinn. And in this dream, I'm on stage with Benny Hinn. And Benny Hid says, Lou, you're done with the ministry. 
So I step down off the stage, but I'm filled with joy. I wake up thinking that is really a pizza dream for sure. I mean, what is that? Benny Hinn. I never even had met Benny Hinn. And the Lord brought the dream back to me. Benny Hinn wrote a book called The Anointing. When the anointing comes, you're done with the ministry. But it's a joyful occasion. The Spirit tells me Fidel Castro will die in the 90s. Oh my. Some will try to kill him and they will not succeed. But there will come a change in his physical health and he will not stay in power. And Cuba will be visited of God. ABC News Special Report. Look, he died in 2016, not the 1990s. What a liar. And good evening, everyone. I'm Jonathan Betts at ABC News World Headquarters in New York. We are interrupting our programming to bring you some breaking news. ABC News has learned that longtime Cuban leader Fidel Castro has died. He was 90 years old. His death was announced by his brother Raul on Cuban state television just a few moments. Look, it's Carl. Look. Look, it's Carl. Look. I knew it. Carl's a time traveler. Look. It's Carl. It's Carlos Castro. Look at him. There he is. See? Right there. Moments ago, Fidel Castro ruled Cuba for close. The Lord also tells me to tell you in the mid 90s, about 94, 95, no later than that. God will destroy the homosexual community of America. Boy, that didn't happen, did it? Yeah. Let's see. Here it is. Look, there it is. Look. See it? There he is. See? Look. Now it's, oh, not that one. Look, let's go back. There he is. Look. See him? See him? Right there? Right there. Castro rule will destroy the homosexual community of America. A lot of breaking news here this morning. The breaking uh, story just moments ago, the Supreme Court and this landmark ruling, the court uh, making same-sex legal, same-sex marriage legal in this country across every state in this nation. Going into today, 37 states in Washington, D.C., uh, 13 states illegal, but those 37 states had same-sex marriage, and now that will change uh, in all 50 states. I want to get back to John Carl. Right, so there you go. That was Lou Angle. That was Benny Hinn. All the NAR boys working together, right?
So these these false prophets tell them they preach that Christians have been given legal power and authority from heaven. He prayed at the NGPR for 100,000 LGBTQ Americans to be saved and transformed by the power of God. That never happened, did it? While the other preachers, he calls them extremist preachers. They, they're extreme nar. While the extremist preachers invade against demons and false gods, Johnson played it relatively straight. Praying for Solomon wisdom to execute God's will. The NGPR ceremony was emceed by its co-founders, Jim Garlow, also considered an apostle and in the NAR movement, and Tony Perkins. So here you have these two guys, right? But we're going to come down to another guy. Okay? Kabbalah Khan. Who's Kabbalah Khan? Jonathan Khan. Kabbalah Khan. He wrote all these false prophecies and all these other things, right? I'm here with my friend, Jonathan Kahn. You have a new book, The Paradigm. Mm -hmm. Tell us about this. If you had The Paradigm years back, you could actually know the outcome of presidential elections before they happen. It actually reveals, this is from thousands of years ago, Osama bin Laden, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, and this is so precise that we have to be prepared. Biblically, in the Old Testament, God would raise up a Jewish prophet. I believe Rabbi Jonathan Kahn has been raised up by God for this moment in history. All right, Jonathan, I need you to pray right now for the rising of that Elijah spirit among the people of God. Father, we ask for the spirit of Elijah to come upon this nation, to come upon the church, come upon the one listening, come on. Hebrews 1.1 says, Anyway, so what do we see there? We see the Khan job, right? Kabbalah Khan. He actually uses, which we're going to show you, the Berean call did a, did a, um, article about Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan Kahn, you can see him with Kenneth Copeland, the Harbinger series, right? They, he did the Harbinger series. He's writing all these messianic things. Well, he's using the Kabbalah to do his mysticism. He's teaching Hebrew mysticism. That's who Kahn is. Talk about a con job. It's a con job. He's teaching. He's basically inundating He's basically initiating all the people that follow his writings. He's initiating them into the Kabbalah, into Jewish mysticism. He had this prophecy against the Pope. Well, remember what the Jesuits do. They have an open policy and they have a closed policy, but true. They have an open but false policy and they have a closed but true policy. Right? Jonathan Kahn has over 1,700 of his messages available through the Hope of the World website. The descriptions of many of these messages are quite revealing about his approach to handling the Word of God. He has a mystical approach to the Bible. An origin. Remember origin? Remember the mystic origin? Right? Just call him Kabbalah Khan. Kabbalah Khan. That's who he is. 
Number one, the Messiah's cataclysm and the hidden writings of 30 A.D. The amazing signs contained in the hidden writings of the rabbis that happened in 30 A.D. Why do I care what hidden things are the rabbis spoke about in 30 A.D.? If they weren't Christian, they were antichrist. The cosmic sulav, the mystery of Purim, the deep mystery at the center of Purim and the center of the existence itself, that mystery hidden in the Sistine Chapel, Dante's Inferno, Josephus, the Septuagint, or like I like to call it, the Septed Nugent, and an ancient biblical account, the mystery of the sulav, the cross, and the exulon. Exulon. Three, the sword of Amalek, the mystery of Purim. Everything's a mystery. Why? Roman Catholicism. It's Roman Catholicism. Mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. The only mysteries that Paul talks about are the ones that he reveals. When the mystery are in the New Testament, Paul reveals the mystery. Paul was sent to reveal the mystery, not to conceal it, but to reveal it. But these guys claim to be apostles, right? And they're Kabbalists. People are so like the Bill the Schnebelator, Bill Schneblin. They are so absolutely taken, right? They're so absolutely taken by the Kabbalah, by mystery stuff, by Jewish Hebrew roots. They're so taken by it, they want the mystery. They want a mystery. They don't want to read the plain scriptures. The sword of Amalek, the mystery of Purim from the day of the Red Sea, Pharaoh's chariots and Amalek to the Third Reich, Joseph Stalin, Saddam Hussein, and the nuclear sabers of Iran. The amazing mystery of Amalek, the hand of God and what it has to do with your life. Number four, the prodigal son revelation. The most universal and personal of Messiah's parables also contains a mystery behind the present age. The Jew, the Gentile, Israel, the church in the last days. Number five, the Messiah bearer. From the deep and mystery-filled book of Hebrews, the mystery of the Messiah bearer. What it means for your life. Stupid. What it means for my life is found in the Bible, you idiot. You foolish heretic. Damnable heresies. The Nisan gospel mystery. All the events of our salvation happened in one single time period, the biblical month of Nisan. Discover the mystery of Nisan, of your salvation and the powers you have for breakthrough. Your breakthrough is coming. Just hang on for the ride. Your breakthrough is coming. You're going to break through. You're going to break through. Your breakthrough is coming. Stupid. The cosmic keychain. That's right. Number eight is the cosmic keychain. That's right. As real as a keychain has many keys to unlock a house, there is a supernatural keychain with supernatural power to unlock the closed doors of your life. 
That's right. It'll unlock the door, the closed doors of your life. To California Highway. Here it is, right here. Coast to coast. And we're all the way out to California Highway 40. Coast to coast. And we went all the way out to California Highway 40. Coast to coast. There it was. There it was. There it was right there. You got it. The key that unlocked the entire mystery right there. The Cosmic Keychain. Number nine, the Cosmic Keychain Part 2, because one wasn't enough. Messiah has given you a keychain with specific powers of breakthrough. Learn how to use the keys. It will change your life. (laughs) Number 10, entering your prophetic destiny. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... I I was just going to church the other day and I was like, you know what I need to do? I need to learn how to unlock my prophetic destiny. I just, you know, because when I first got saved, I looked at my pastor and I said, Pastor, could you please tell me how to enter into my prophetic destiny? Uh, what chapter is that in? You know, you gotta um, you gotta enter into your prophetic one of the most important and very awesome principles operating in your life and how to walk into your prophetic destiny. That's right. How to walk into it. In the last chapter of the Harbinger, Kaplan explains to Gorin how he figured about the meaning of his personal clay seal. Between the last sentence in the quote below and what can be seen from the titles above, the real mystery of the Harbinger may be at this foundation. It's actually Jewish mysticism. Kaplan says the writing on the seal was in language and I had never seen before. But I remembered the words of the prophet that day. We first met on the beach, on the bench, excuse me. When he took the seal to examine it, he said it was Hebrew, but a different form of Hebrew, Paleo-Hebrew, an older version. And did you know anybody who could read Paleo-Hebrew? No, but I know I knew someone who studied Hebrew from biblical and rabbinical writings. I looked up the Paleo-Hebrew alphabet, then transcribed each of the letters into a huge modern equivalent. Then I made a trip to Brooklyn. That's where my friend was an Orthodox Jewish man who ran a little bookstore in the back, which was a study, a library of all sorts of mystical Hebrew writings. That was his passion, finding meaning in mystical Hebrew literature. What do they teach in the Kabbalah? Right? Kabbalah is a doctrine of esoteric knowledge concerning God and the universe asserted to have come down as a revelation to the sages from a remote past and preserved only by a privileged few. Kabbalah is considered part of the Jewish oral law. It is a traditional mystical understanding of the Torah. Kabbalah includes the understanding of the spiritual spheres and creation and the rules and ways by which God administers the existence of the universe. Most forms of Kabbalah teach that every letter, word, number, and ancient and accent of Scripture contains a hidden sense, and it teaches the methods of interpretation for asserting these occult meanings. Right? He says he oh, then Khan would include this reference to Jewish mysticism in his book. It's not necessarily an anomaly. Khan gave a message at his church that also included detailed references of his mystical writings, titled Golgotha, the Cosmic Skull. The Rabbinic Mystery, Part 5. 
A segment from near the end of the message was uploaded to YouTube on February 25th, 2010, titled The Zohar Speaks. Following description accompanies a video something never before revealed to the glory of Messiah, the cosmic skull, the mercy of God, and the hidden and mystical writings of the rabbis that point to Messiah. The description coincides exactly with overall trajectory of Khan's message. Basically, what is it? He's teaching the Kabbalah. Judaism 101 website notes the following. In the Middle Ages, many of these mystical teachings were committed to writings in books like the Zohar. Many of these writings were asserted to be secret ancient writings or compilations of secret ancient writings. History. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. That's what it is. Even though, here's what Khan does and here's what witches do. Listen. Even though he introduces the Zohar as a hostile witness, the way Khan describes its teaching gives the impression that he views the Zohar as being a credible source of truth. Listen, incredible thing blew me away. I found it in the mystical Jewish writings of the Zohar, something I never mentioned anywhere ever. The Zohar speaks. The rabbis are writing of the redemption of the world with, with Messiah's coming. They speak of life from the dead. They speak of resurrection, the redemption of the world. They say it all will come, the power of all this. The miracle of all this will come from a sacred thing, a sacred place. And this place, this thing, is where all the mercy of God is stored. All the mercy of God pours out from this place, this thing. What is it? Very strange. They call it Golgotha. This holy, mystical thing, the most famous scene in human history, the center of salvation. Messiah dying on that hill, which appears as a skull. That's why they call it Golgotha. Golgotha and which signifies God's mercy, all of his mercy. Why on earth would the rabbis put it there? Makes no sense at all, except that God just puts it in. So he's saying that God inspired the rabbis to put that in their book. So in this message, Khan presents concepts that are reflected in the harbinger. See, he crosses over and he uses those same things. As Khan continues his exposition of the Zohar, the mystical nature of his thinking becomes even more clear. And once again, he notes that perhaps no one has ever said the words that he just uttered. In the Golgotha, the Golgotha sits thousands of myriads of worlds. And from the Golgotha, Golgotha drips, dri drips dew and fills. The dew fills the earth and the dead will awaken in the world to come as the dew comes forth. The dew is the light of the ancient one. The light of the ancient one comes from Golgotha. And as it touches, the dead ones come to life. From Golgotha is the light of God bringing life from the dead. Cool, that's amazing stuff. That may be the first time it's ever been said. Because you have to be a believer and you have to be in that stuff. What stuff? Ancient mystical writings? He puts the level, the, the mystical writings on the level of Moses and Daniel. Listen to what he says. The death of Messiah, all pinpointed the time and space. Moses zeroed in on the day. Passover, he dies on the day that the lamb is killed. The prophets, Daniel zeroes in on the time period mathematically before 70 AD. Those 77s. The rabbis in the book of Moed. Unwittingly, and another thing we shared this 
zeroed in on the year by saying that the cosmic change all took place in 30 AD. And now the very hill, the very place, herein of all the places, the rabbinical writings, the Zohar. You want mercy? You go there. Listen to the rabbis on this point. Why would I listen to rabbis on anything? Right? But that's what he does. Why? Because he's a devil. He's possessed. He's working for the Pope. He's a court jester Jew, and he's working for Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. And Christians are reading that garbage, the harbinger, and all of them. And they're being deceived by the apostasy and the wickedness that's there. So why does that matter? Well, because the Speaker of the House... These are his teachers. These are his spiritual leaders. These are the ones that are teaching him. This, this same Kabbalah Khan, this same man, has prophecies of Donald Trump and, and all of those, you know, prophecies of Donald and prophecies of him being prophesied in the Bible that that he's in there and the Bible tells of all these mysteries. Right? And all of these are in pictures of the Old Testament. All these men are in there and their story is in there. What is he doing? He's a dominionist. He's a Jewish, messianic, apostate, Jewish believer. So what is he teaching? That Israel and America are on the same destiny. That's what he's teaching. Right? And your Speaker of the House believes the same thing. They believe that, that, that the dominionism, that they're going to usher in the kingdom. That they are going to usher in the kingdom of, of God. That we're going to have worldwide revival and they're going to usher in the kingdom of God. And that's what they're trying to do. That's the political movement that's aligned itself with the Speaker of the House. That's the political movement that's aligned itself with Donald Trump. That is the version of Christianity. Dominionism. Charismatic gifts. False apostles. This is the movement. It is not Christian. It is Antichrist. That's what it is. It's not biblical Christianity. The sooner you remember that, the better off you'll be. What are their goals? Kingdom. Rather than preach the, the gospel of the cross, they're working to bring the gospel of the kingdom of heaven to earth. They're taking dominion of earthly kingdoms or mountains of governments. 
media, entertainment, education, business, family, religion. Destiny. Through members are not always charismatic. They frequently emphasize the manifestation of glory and God's presence. The anointing. Dream destiny. Revival. They always talk about revival on a massive scale. And a great awakening that we can usher in. The next big thing is always around the corner. The next big thing. Unity at the expense of biblical doctrine. Unity for the sake of bringing heaven and earth together. They deny the sufficiency of scripture. They say they believe in the inerrancy of the Bible. But their leaders are always teaching extra biblical revelation. Who are their leaders? Peter Wagner, Chuck Pierce, Bob Jones, Paul Kane. Who's Paul Kane? Remember Paul Kane, the little CIA operative? Cindy Jacobs, Heidi Baker, Mike Bickle, International House of Pancakes. I mean, International House of Prayer. Rick Joyner, Knight of Malta, Rick Joyner. Bill Johnson, the head devil at Bethel Church. School of Wizardry, I call it. Todd Bentley, a.k.a. Bam Bam Bigelow. Lou Angle, Brian and Bobby Houston, Hillsong Church. Rod Parsley, John Kelly, Dutch Sheets, John Eckhart, Jack Hayford, John Arnott. Samuel Rodriguez? No way. I know that guy. It's not the same one. Stacey, Sean and Stacy Bolts. Catherine Crick. Apostle Catherine Crick. Right? Patricia King. Benny Hinn. Benny Johnson. All of them. Charles Kraft. Right? That's who they are. It's Antichrist. It's Mystery Babylon. So you have all these Kabbalah-leading Judaizers, Charismatics, Wanting to take over government, dominionist, and they're really ushering on the Pope's kingdom. Remember, they're part of the charismatic Catholic renewal. Remember, their leaders, Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, all of these people, they're part of it, friend. And now the Speaker of the House, he's part of it. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's who these people are. 
And that's who we have to stay away from and warn against their lies. Warn against their uh, false teachings. Right? I show you a mystery. On trumpet's mighty blast will pierce through the sky. The grave shall then be swallowed up in victory. King Jesus will prevail and death shall die. This is why I don't trust government officials. But then they get, but then my brethren, 
think that I'm going off on tangents at times because I reveal these things. Or actually, not because I reveal these things. They think because they see me talk about things where I don't believe the government. And then, um, you know, well, how profitable is it? Well, I don't know. Let me ask you all. There's 90 people on here. There was 40 people over here on Sermon Audio and uh, whatever else is on Twitter or wherever else. But let me ask you a question. Is it profitable for you to know what your government is doing? Like, Is it profitable to know that the people that claim to be Christians, they're really not? And they believe a perversion, antichrist perversion. They're trying to bring on a dominionist government. That they're bringing on the kingdom of the antichrist. Is that profitable? You know, that's what, I, that, that's what I'd like to ask. You know? I mean, is it? Because I think it is. I don't think it's some tangent I'm on. I think I'm proving what the scriptures say. They already prove it, but illustrating what the scriptures say that the governments of this world are antichrist. You know, and people, they, so when I talk about crazy things like the moon landing and everything else, why don't you trust these people? Oh, I don't know. They're all connected to the Pope. They're all working for the CIA. They're all psychological operations. Right? So what do you expect me to believe what these people say when I see with my own eyes what's going on there? Why would I believe them? And why wouldn't I warn you not to believe these people? Don't trust them. Hey, maybe if their pastors would have warned all those overweight white dudes with fanny packs on that ran around the Capitol... That Trump was not somebody to follow. You think maybe they wouldn't have a record today? They wouldn't have got arrested. The FBI wouldn't have showed up at their house. They wouldn't. You think maybe if their pastors would have warned them, maybe those things wouldn't have happened. Instead, they have manifest destiny guys telling them this is the uh, you know the the prophets, the KC prophets, and the and the, uh, the the NAR people telling them to to trust Trump and to and and to follow through with the Dominionist mandates. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I guess. Anyway, all right, guys. I'm getting out of here. I got to go run on my treadmill for a little while and then eat some pizza. We have some leftover pizza, and we have one dough thing left over to make another pizza. So I'm going to eat some fresh pizza tonight. Again, but hey, it's leftovers. So what do we do, right? All right. Anyway, God bless you all. Uh, if you want to, number one, pray for us. We need it. I could use the prayers. Our church could use the prayers. Number two, if you can, give to our ministry. Uh, you could do that through PayPal, salvationpreacher at gmail.com. Or you can go to oldpazbaptistchurch.org, click on the donate button. Or you can go to sermonaudio.com slash pastorcooley right here and click on give. That'll take you to PayPal. Either one of those, you can put a credit card in if you want to use that, and uh, it'll take your payment through there, uh, or you give through there. Or you could mail something. Our address is at the bottom of the screen 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. And if you can't do anything at all, I know you can pray for us. So pray and ask God to touch somebody else's heart that is in a better position than you are. God answers prayers. Amen. All right, everybody. God bless you. I'm getting out of here. I'm, I got work to do. I'm still working. I got to go. All right. Take care. We'll see you Friday, Lord willing, 2 p.m. Central or tonight.
Tonight, 7.45 p.m. Central Time, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. See you later.